Hello, everyone, and welcome to Joe's Tangled Podcast, where we hear from all types of fascinating Tangled professionals. We hear about their experiences, their insights, and through that, we figure out ways to improve our own tango. I'm your host, Joe Yang. Thanks for tuning in. If it's your first time finding us, thanks for being here. And please take a moment to click that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. To help keep the podcast going, I'm also accepting donations through PayPal. There's a link in the description and also one on the podcast website. Thanks for your support. My guest today has been dancing tango for over 30 years. In the 80s, she was one of the first Europeans to study tango in Buenos Aires. In 1986, she opened one of the first tango studios in Berlin. Famous for being not only a tango dancer and teacher, today's guest is also highly respected for her skills in teacher training. Every year, she travels to dozens of cities all over the world to give workshops and to organize special tango retreats, which we'll get into later on in the interview. And with me now is Brigitte Winkler. Brigitte, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast. It's great to be talking to you. Hello, everyone. Hi, Joe. So, Rakita, can you take us perhaps uh, back to closer to the beginning of your tango journey? I know you've uh, been dancing pretty much all your life, but how did you fall in love with, with tango specifically? Yeah, actually, it was uh, here in Berlin, one of my hometowns, and uh, there was a Horizonte Festival that was like a cultural festival mm. about the art of Latin America. And it was not only tango, there was a uh, malambo and other Argentine culture, but among the tango. Mm. And that was the first time that I heard live tango music. I was totally mesmerized about the bandoneon. Mm-hmm. And there was a tango couple performing tango. And that was it. That was my very first encounter. <laughs> and I felt like I, I have to find out what that is. And I went backstage and the rest is history. Mm. <laughs> what was your very first tango lesson like? Do you remember? In this time, it was exactly there backstage. I, I wouldn't say tango lessons. There was no setup for tango lessons. There was mm-hmm. uh, just no one who wanted to do tango lessons, at least not here in Berlin. Mm-hmm. And uh, this couple, they uh, lived in Paris. So the next weekend I went to Paris and I pretty much started to train with them because mm-hmm. there were no setup for lessons. Oh. You know, there mm-hmm. was not a where you could take tango lessons. It just didn't exist at mm-hmm. least not to my knowledge, because I was not in Argentina yet. Mm-hmm. That was here in Berlin and then in Paris. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. And then we set up together. Yeah. So like you said, there was no setup. So was it, I imagine it was pretty challenging to find opportunities to, to learn. Yeah. So we would just, we would say we had to organize ourselves. But I think it's even nowadays sometimes like that, you know, you have mm-hmm. these friends, they love tango, then they go in whatever rural location and what mm-hmm. they do they set up their community and start from scratch yeah so we asked them would they come over to berlin and so we organized classes that was coco orlando diaz mm. an argentine who uh, is still around and you see him sometimes in las vegas he's in shows there oh. so we would set up our own uh, classes mm-hmm. uh, and so there was no one else to assist so i started already assisting Mm-hmm. Not knowing much, <laughs> but that was it. Was just the given time, you know. There was not, there was not a setup for where you could go and have lessons in Europe. Yeah. Therefore, I thought, well, I have to go to Argentina, and mm-hmm. of course, that's what I did. I went to Buenos Aires. Nice. What was that experience like for you? It was very, very special. Among the young people at these days, I was young, mm-hmm. and among the young people, 
they would say, what, you're coming for tango? No, you know, they were like, well, well let's go to a discotheque and listen to some pop music or mm. whatever. There was like, they were not in favor of going to the tango. Mm. So when we went, it was kind of uh, strange for the people to see us because there was no tango tourist. There was one Japanese couple who later became really also uh, organizers and big teachers in Tokyo. Mm. And they were, that was, that and, and me and my girlfriend, that were, that were the only tourists. <laughs> <laughs> so we went to those milongas and... Um, it was a different culture and was totally different mm -hmm. than what I had experienced before. Mm -hmm. But uh, I was mesmerized by it. I really liked it. Mm -hmm. How about your first few dances uh, at the Malangas there? How did those go? I think by then, you know, we were already pretty okay and trained. So mm -hmm. I cannot remember that there was anything awkward. The only thing what I would say is like I was so excited when, when they asked me to dance and when they danced with me that I was like overly trying to please and to be good so I remember this one time I was so excited I would uh, and and my partner would just stop mm -hmm. and I would I thought like oh my god what what did I do wrong or what's about to happen mm -hmm. and uh, in the moment when I released I think I think I might have been very tense mm -hmm. so in the moment when I released because I was sure well I uh, I'm such a bad dancer this partner doesn't want to dance with me anymore mm -hmm. but in the moment when I released he would keep on dancing and he was just doing a pause or parada or wanted mm. to make sure that I feel okay. But I was like so excited. <laughs> That's <laughs> one thing that I remember. Mm -hmm. And so I said, hmm, it might be really nice to breathe a little bit more and mm -hmm. to be a little bit more relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But uh, in the very beginning, it, it started already that uh, that uh, everyone uh, treated us great because we went to Buenos Aires to study. So we mm -hmm. had lots and lots of teachers. I remember we would go and mm -hmm. had like uh, each... Each hour was packed uh, traveling uh, from one place to the other through Buenos Aires mm -hmm. to get all the lessons we want with all the different teachers. And as you know, everyone mm -hmm. is very different. And so you, you would not say or it was not a good idea to tell that you to tell your, your for example, to tell Antonio Todaro that you just come from Mingo Pugliese mm -hmm. and that you have a lesson with uh, uh, another uh, teacher before. You better don't say that and mm -hmm. you just always do what they want to do. Uh -huh. But we studied a lot. And they also pretty soon they understood that uh, because everyone said like, wow, what are these two girls doing here, you know, mm -hmm. and pretty much they understood that we take it quite seriously. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm not sure if it was already in the first time when we were in Buenos Aires, but after that, even in these days when it was like not okay to dance as two women at a milonga, mm. they invited us to perform mm. because they liked the way how we danced. Wow. So in many of those of, of those milongas, we would be kind of the very strange paradise birds, mm -hmm. <laughs> two women, and they are allowed to teach, teach with to dance with each other because they are teachers in Europe, mm -hmm. and they invited us to the TV shows. We were in in Los Grandes Valores del Tango, mm -hmm. um, and in the Botica del Tango, which is this incredible show, mm -hmm. uh, uh, historically very important where we were invited and um, we could dance there at the TV. And then when we went into, into the Colectivo in the autobus, they mm -hmm. asked us for our autogram because we were on TV last evening. Wow. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Funny. Yeah. So were you, were you uh, nervous at all about performing in front of cameras? Yeah, I think so. But what I really recall is that uh, an excitement and deep excitement, mm. a deep excitement to, uh, to, to be able to, to, to live that adventure, mm -hmm. which is what I really wanted. Nice. 
Yeah. Yeah, so that's a good segue into to my next question, Prakita, and that's uh, about turning points in, in our learning. So as you were training hard during this time, what's some really good or some memorable advice that you've gotten from some of the people you studied with? Um, probably more than just one moment, I imagine. But what's some really mm-hmm. good good points or good advice they gave you that really helped change your dancing? I think I have to expand that a little bit, not only okay. to tango, Mm-hmm. person if that's okay with you sure because you know it all comes together it all mm-hmm. it all works together yeah so i have one of my heroes is pina bausch and that's again modern dance mm-hmm. that's also how we are a model or a kind of uh, yeah as i said hero where we created the company tango mujer which was quite much later mm-hmm. or something that i studied and it's called body mind centering and that's body bonnie bainbridge cohen mm-hmm so those are those are my main influences. Which, since ever I bring that to tango, one thing was for, for the performance because that what makes performance to me interesting. Mm-hmm. To me personally, is like doing a dance theater or making some input and bring it the language of tango onto stage because there is mm-hmm. something I would like to transmit, which is a little bit more than I love you and I hate you and I'm sexy. Mm-hmm. So that was the stage way and uh, the other way is that body and mind works together and uh, I think that's so perfect for tango as much as it's yoga as well that you see that's a unit you know mm-hmm. and if you if you see if you bring that into the tango which the tango is mm-hmm. but I have to say I found that not so much as a te- as the teacher in tango that they would tell that or they would reveal that to me or I was able to see that there it came through those other disciplines mm-hmm. where I would take that to tango and of course I have lots of uh, tango maestros and people who I'm grateful for mm-hmm. there are so many I studied with so that I have always difficulties to see to say this one mm-hmm. I mean I uh, I worked and traveled a lot with Eduardo Arquimbo uh, I don't know if you this was the time when uh, tango argentino show was in Europe now we are back again to the beginnings mm-hmm. Uh, we would travel with the Tango Argentino show because on their way through Europe, I mean, they were not allowed to teach, but they did. They did. Mm-hmm. And so we organized classes for them. So so all those teachers would, uh, or several of them, like Copes or mm-hmm. Nathan or, you know, you name them. There was even for a short time, Pablo Varon was on the show oh, when we okay. were in Paris. I met him there as a very mm-hmm. young, very, very young man. Mm-hmm. And um, Miguel Soto and Milena, they were also later in the cast. But who, with whom we really worked and studied extensively uh, was Eduardo Arquimbo, Gloria mm-hmm. and Eduardo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Yeah, I like what you said, how taking what you know from other disciplines and applying it to tango. And that's really the neat thing about the dance is uh, that even you know when I work with students, and I'm sure you found this as well, that they find other things that they're familiar with and they apply it to tango they, as a way to understand it more. And I think... Um, I love how Tanko has that has that uh, quality about it. Well, everything comes together exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Great. Yeah, you kind of touched on this earlier, Brigitte. But uh, what was a, perhaps a bad tango habit that you used to have, and uh, how did you get over it? A bad tango habit, together with this excitement that I had mm-hmm. and had tango, there is sometimes sometimes this kind of overachieving. You uh, to to you know what I mean to be an overachiever. Yes. <laughs> 
And Tango was a kind of place for that. Oh, I have to do it all. I have to know it all. I have to get it all. I have to be everywhere. Mm-hmm. I think it was a bad habit. It was too much. <laughs> <laughs> too much. A lot of wanting. Too much wanting. Mm-hmm. Or going into something which is very beautiful. And I think is what we should do with Tango and with life is being in a flow, you know. Yeah. So there was a lot of pushing and wanting. I think that was a bad habit which was happening for me in Tango and with Tango. And it's also easy with uh, that your ego is getting uh, in your way. And so maybe there was a lot of ego in these days as well, mm. together with the wanting mm-hmm. and the proving, you know, and acknowledging. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a little bit more, again, in the behavior and mind compartment, mm-hmm. where you're asking for the body. Um, it, you can take the question anywhere you'd like it to go. Yeah. I'm sure people yeah. listening yeah. will definitely be able to identify with, <laughs> with what you're saying. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, me personally, I also mm-hmm. had to work on being grounded. Mm. So again, this excitement or this kind of outgoing and wanting uh, brought me up uh, way more than down. Mm-hmm. So, and also my training in ballet or whatever, or anyway, my body tendency was more up, up. Mm-hmm. And it's okay, you want to be upright and you want to have a nice, long, tall posture, da, da, da. But mm-hmm. really, you need to come from your ground and you have to come from your roots. Mm-hmm. and from the groundedness and um yeah it's just something i really had to work on very mm-hmm. hard and very strongly and i remember that one class it was julio bamaceda mm-hmm. that he was talking about groundedness and he picked me of all people he said like and now you know if you're grounded you and i said like oh wow i may have got it <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 that's 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 what yeah i've i've worked with julio before as well he's yeah yeah, little advice that he gives. It's great. Yeah. 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 I like what you said about, you know, sometimes wanting so much and, and the overachieving. I think that's something yeah. a lot of people listening, they'll, they'll be like, yeah, that was me too. So I, guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, would, I mean, yeah, I think age does its game as well. So that this is a little less mm-hmm. now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Brigitte, you've traveled all over the world. You've met and worked and helped so many students. Um, so when it comes to, to working with, with students during workshops or private lessons, you know, wherever you travel, is there a particular technique or, or a step or perhaps a, a certain mindset that you find yourself always having to address with, with students, regardless of where they're from? Yeah, well, I have my strategies, tr- mm-hmm. strategies and I'm uh, happy to talk about them. Sure. So that's, yes, and there. Well, I start with mine and then we can see how much we can categorize for sure. the people there. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm interested in the whole person. Mm-hmm. And I think, as we said before as well, that everything uh, belongs together. I also think, and I hope we can talk a little bit more about that later, that uh, it's very important to not address only one little detail. I really like to look at uh, a bigger picture and I think it's mm-hmm. needed in our times. Yeah. So. So I ask, uh, I, I start asking questions. Usually I do that always mm-hmm. um, to get to know this person a little bit more. And I'm also not only interested in their tango life, but I also ask, is there anything else what they really do well and what it is, what they can do? Like one was a weightlifter, for example, mm-hmm. you know, and so he had very big problems, as we mentioned before, also to 
be grounded and to find the ground and go from there. So I would ask him, so if you wait, if you lift that weight, what is what is your position or whatever? And he would show me this incredible, beautiful groundedness and togetherness and whatever. And so we would use it from there. Mm. The other one would say he's a sound engineer. And, and he would uh, he would show me that when he has installed all the music, how wonderful he would stay upright and then listen to the sound and to make sure that it's all over the same or whatever. So we could find that position that right there is your tango position. <laughs> Just stay mm. like and start your dance. So I always ask them and I see that I can find something. And even if it's sometimes far fetched, you know, it's uh, mm -hmm. uh, you might find a connection. And I and I like that very much. Nice. Because many times the time set, the, the, the setting is, I can't do it, fix it for me. Yeah. So I don't want that at all. So if, if this uh, um, might be sometimes the wrong teacher when they say, fix me. We know, Brigitte, you are a nice person, but we don't want, I don't want you to be nice. I want you to be really hard on me. Fix me because I am wrong. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I find that quite a bit. And, um, and so my idea is everything is there already. It's mm. just me who is the guide to help to find that and to find ways to offer ways to to uh, explore where it is and how you can use it and i don't like so much starting and digging into the negative things mm -hmm. and so i find many times that there is this uh, setting that it's like so i'm wrong and you make me right and so we will i i will go away from that so we are going to start finding what it is, what they can do already well, mm -hmm. or what is really, what is their vision where to go in the positive way and concentrate on that mm -hmm. rather than all the things that don't work and that you cannot do. Mm -hmm. However, in terms of finding then the way, it's sometimes good to acknowledge what it is, what you do, what you want to drop, mm -hmm. you know, in order to understand, oh, that's, there it is again. So now let's drop that. And so we make space for something else. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah, I like what you said about we all pretty much have, you know, what it takes. We just need someone to guide us into seeing things properly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I believe. That's what mm -hmm. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Because again, you're basically walking, but yeah. you're walking correctly. What, what do you yeah. have to think about? And all yeah. human we we practice to listen, we practice to connect, mm -hmm. we are present. And that's the other thing which uh, I think it's the win situation in a situation to teach and that doesn't matter if it's a one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. group lesson so the big task is to be present and mm -hmm. to stay present yeah. for whatever it is and of course i have plans and i i like to plan my lessons and uh, uh have ideas how a concept is and so on and so forth but then in front of in the situation uh, you always recall and find your presence mm -hmm. and that hopefully helps also your students or the people with you to be present and then to be engaged. Mm -hmm. That's the learning situation I'm seeking for. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's just so interesting. So much of this dance is, is not always physical. So much of it is, you know, it's inside of our heads. <laughs> yes. Well, it belongs together. Yeah. Whatever physic is in the head or whatever head comes in the physic, it's like mm -hmm. one thing. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter which where you start with. Mm -hmm. I think you always will arrive in both. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Brigitte, the one wonderful thing about this dance is we're we're free to interpret the music in almost 
any way that we wish. But at the same time, that can make the dance quite challenging, especially for those who are um, in the in the beginning stages of their tango journeys. So uh, since a lot of our listeners are people who are just starting to get, you know, falling in love with tango, what advice do you have for those students um, who are just starting to tr- try to connect the music with their with their dancing? Mm-hmm. So the question is specifically for the musicality and mm-hmm. the music to bring the music and the movement together in the dance, right? Yeah, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I have to disagree with you a little bit. Okay. Uh, if I understood correctly, you said it might be difficult for, or or you, or I, I, I would add overwhelming for someone mm-hmm. who starts to get it all together and uh, listening to the music as much as you think about, oh, that's my right foot and my left foot, things like mm-hmm. that, right? Okay. But I think... It might be sometimes even easier for a beginner, mm-hmm. especially it depends what kind of mind you set in that classroom or in that situation, mm-hmm. to freely say, okay, I can step here and there. Then sometimes I find it with someone who is already so set in, oh, this is this orchestra and I should and I have and to do this and that and I have mm. to dance it like this. And that's where that so much tango prison is already there that that's also like in the way. Okay. to freely express. Mm. So I, I wouldn't say that it's so difficult for the beginners, I think. Okay. There are lots of fun games you can play starting from rhythm. And we have rhythm in our body. Everyone has a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Everyone has a fall and rise of the breath. Mm-hmm. And you can connect that to the music. You can find it there. Again, then you can reassure the people that it's there, mm-hmm. you know, if you want it or not, and that it's connected somehow to the music if you want it or not, because all these musicians... And all the music instruments, they also have an air and a, and, and, and a beat. Mm-hmm. So I connected very physically and, and, and very simple but uh, complex terms. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to get a, already in whatever pattern first. I, they, don't need, they don't need to do a, a, a pattern. I think it's hard. For example, if you have this eight count basic and you're always dancing in a quick, quick slow, mm-hmm. it's very hard later on. To get it again into, wow, you can do that very slow or in whatever uh, idea you want it. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful freedom we have there in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't find it that complicated. Okay. If connected with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I connected again, I connected a lot with body and with body systems mm-hmm. uh, together with the music. Nice. So Brigitte, you visit... Uh, a huge number of tango communities and, and tango scenes every year. Uh, and you've been doing this for, I think, over 30 years now. So what changes do you see happening, perhaps for better or for worse, that could affect the way we learn or dance socially? Of course, there are really lots of changes over the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's just the way how it goes, because mm-hmm. I also I do believe in evolution and I actually would mm-hmm. like to be part in helping an evolution to uh, happen. And evolution um, has to deal with change. And that's sometimes hard, right? Mm-hmm. Because we want to, we are creatures of habits. And then right. sometimes we really like to have that, what we like, and uh, we feel comfortable with it, with that. So there's a lot of that for me as well, which I would really like to keep with this good old beautiful tango. And then it might be, like these growing aches mm-hmm. might come and it might be in the way. But however, I think that there is a, a beautiful future for tango. I, I visualize and I work towards that a lot. So mm-hmm. yes, there are lots of changes. Mm-hmm. And again, I I really like to concentrate, as I said before as well, on that, what I like to see. So we understand that thoughts, words, and actions are mm-hmm. working 
mm-hmm. to that. And we mentioned before the idea of uh, seeing that the tango, I mean, to see that the tango is all over the world mm-hmm. so much. Of course, it comes from Argentina. And of course, we respect and, 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 and love the tradition, but mm-hmm. it's all over. And together with that aspect that it's all over the, the planet, there are so many possibilities, mm-hmm. the way how to dance it and how to use it, or even how to um, have a milonga. Mm-hmm. might be different than the old traditional one. And I see lots of changes there. Mm-hmm. And in the learning process, I really see, and I, and, I, and I like that very much, that it might belong together with with what we learn about the body. Mm-hmm. So there will be neuroscience and ideas about how people learn, mm-hmm. reaching and and finding its place into how we work with tango. And I like that very much, mm-hmm. which is very different than the way I would start or I would have, like I remember, experience a class. So one line, and that's all the women on one side, mm-hmm. all the men on the other side, preferably a mirror in front of you as well, mm-hmm. then a lady in front of the ladies and a man in front of the man, and mm-hmm. you do your step patterns and you learn them by heart. Mm-hmm. And then you might create a very beautiful long sequence. And then, yes, you might digest or, or dissect that sequence into little ta- little little pieces again, mm-hmm. but it's still about this kind of uh, combination and uh, and those tango steps, maybe with a little technique with it. With technique, it's like this that we see through the time that, of course, whatever technique you use or what you believe in, that mm-hmm. might come from ballet or modern dance or bodywork, name it Feldenkrais or Alexander Technique or whatever that is, mm-hmm. or contact improvisation or whatever. And you use that as well, the way how you describe and how you work and teach the tango. Mm that all has influences. I think we see that a lot. Yeah. So I have a kind of a specific, uh, specific historical question. I kind of came to me, you know, while we're talking about, yeah. about changes and evolution. So during, so when, when the Berlin wall came down and during Germany's reunification, right. that was an exciting time. Did that have any effect on, on tango in Europe that you can recall? Yes. May I tell you my story? My Absolutely. tango story when the wall came Would down. love to hear it. <laughs> it's really a true story and I find it quite amazing. Just simply because it's such an incredible event that happened here in Berlin. And I mm-hmm. happened to be here. Not wow. only did I happen to be here, but we had a tango show scheduled on the same evening when the wall came down wow. here in Berlin at the Ufa Fabrik with this partner which I met- mentioned before, Orlando mm-hmm. Coco Diaz, the one from Paris. I've mm-hmm. danced with him for quite a while. And even then, in 89, we had that performance. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's an alternative theater here in Berlin. It still exists, mm-hmm. the Ufa Fabrik. And the tango f- show was scheduled there, and we were sold out. So that was great. And, of course, we were backstage and the whole day and practicing and, and preparing mm-hmm. and not paying attention to what happened in the city. Mm. And it was, you know, it really was totally unexpected that the wall came down that night. There was no sign that this is happening. I mean, there was things happening politically, but that that this evening the wall would open and that Berlin would, it was like amazing. Mm. So anyway, we were backstage not knowing anything. (laughs) Time comes that the performance should start. (laughs) Somebody comes backstage and says, you know, there is nobody there. And we said, what? Yeah, because you know what? The wall is open. We said, what? And of course, we didn't believe a word. I didn't Mm -hmm. believe it. I didn't believe it. I just thought, oh, my God, nobody likes me. Nobody wants to see us. Nobody comes. 
There was one other tango teacher out there in the audience. Mm -hmm. She also didn't understand what happened. So, of course, thing was ca canceled. We, I walked home, but I did not go to the wall, and I just walked straight home, put on the TV, and there it was. I mean, <laughs> I was in the midst of it. I three streets further, right? <laughs> I thought, like, oh, my gosh. So I went out there, and it was uh, an unbelievable event, which I will never forget. There is something in the air. If mm -hmm. There are so many people so emotional with such an incredible thing. It was quite amazing. So that's the story. Wow. wow. However, at these days, we had a really flourishing, great tango school here in Berlin. Mm -hmm. And I knew that things will change dramatically in Berlin. And it was also the time where I had the possibility. I, was, I had just finished my body-mind centering education, which I did in Massachusetts, mm -hmm. um, Amherst, with Bonnie Bainbridge Cohen, this BMC. Mm -hmm. And so I went a lot back and force from the United States for that. And so I decided uh, I'm going to stay in New York. Not that I didn't like Berlin in the opening, but it was really hard. We were almost losing our lease because, you know, the situation happened dramatically that it mm -hmm. changed the situation from uh, having lots of space in Berlin, <laughs> yeah. which we had when we had this island, and uh, just an overflow of everything. You know, it was, it was uh, economically very hard. And actually, it still is in Berlin. It's not easy. As great mm -hmm. city of possibilities that it is. Uh, and I'm not saying that New York City is easy. Right. But for me, uh, it was uh, it was one of the one of the reasons I said, OK, uh, let's see what I can do in New York. Mm -hmm. nice. Wow. What an exciting yeah. story. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. Yeah. I was about 12 or 13. I, I just started taking German classes in school and yeah, that was very exciting to see that. And then it was funny. I had, we had an exam the next day. And then a lot of the questions were about East and West Germany. Yeah. And then they all became irrelevant. And teacher said, okay, this page you can just throw out. <laughs> so yes. Was, Good now. It's fun. amazing what yeah. happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and everything goes way back with me. It's just what it is. Yeah. That's a great story. <laughs> that's a great story. Yeah, well, I wanted to also talk about, Brigitte, your, um, how you helped establish Tango Mujer, this uh, performance group for, for exclusively with women. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How did that come about? As I mentioned before, mm -hmm. we had, I think, common, but uh, at this time, at these days, I think we didn't know, but uh, a big hero, Pina Bausch, is mm -hmm. dance performance, it's dance theater. So being in New York City, I met... Uh, it was actually one of the reasons I decided to work in the studio that I worked, which is Dance Manhattan, was mm -hmm. Dance Manhattan, uh, because there was Rebecca Schulman and Fabienne Bongard, mm -hmm. and I liked them very much, and I, I could see that this is a nice uh, partnership to mm -hmm. work with this woman. I did have already my uh, partner, which I worked the studio here in Berlin, mm -hmm. Tanzart, which is Angelika Fischer. Mm -hmm. And then later, Valeria Solomonov, not too much later, but she was then also coming towards Dance Manhattan. Mm -hmm. So we, uh, that was all of us there already, and we liked to dance with each other, and we loved all the ideas we had. And I think it was one of the days we were, we, me and Rebecca, we went to Buenos Aires together, and we worked in together with Daniel Trenner, who did mm -hmm. a lot for tango in the United States. Yes. He he had those uh, organization, we want to name it Bridge to Tango, mm -hmm. and he organized um, classes in Buenos Aires, and we were there with him. And I remember we had in uh, we were at Gustavo Navera's little um, studio, having a class there, mm -hmm. and Valeria called from New York, and she said like, "Oh, I have a gig, and I don't find a real guy with it. 
would, couldn't we do the thing together? They are quite open for it mm -hmm. to dance that we women dance together. And and uh, we said, yeah, we ask Gustavo to show us more steps so that we can come and dance together. <laughs> you know, it was like when we came back, we found out that it was a big show in City Hall in New York City, which is not really. It's really already quite big. Mm -hmm. Was a live band Quartango, and they invited us oh, to yes. uh, dance with. For, with their music and that was our first big show already quite big so we wanted we wanted to uh, dance with each other and we wanted to choreograph mm -hmm. so that was just uh, the the last beautiful incident that wow here it is there's a possibility you know mm -hmm. to do that mm -hmm. so it came really through that our first big performance before that we were always working with each other and uh, in different formations mm -hmm. uh, the four of us later um, Sharna Fabiano came mm -hmm. through us, which was wonderful. And um, we got a really big grant uh, nice. from Niva, from the Foundation of the Arts. And we would perform from Key West all the way up to Maine. Uh, in a, we had a big um, company, actually, and uh, perform, uh, performances and um, tours mm -hmm. where we then could also allow a, a singer to work with us and uh, work with musicians. So that was a, a big production. But it was really... All of us who work together, yes. uh, we are all co-founders. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, that's great. That's great how, yeah, how that all came together. Yeah, and that kind of leads me to the next thing I want to ask you about is that you know so much of the learning and so many great ideas come when uh, we work together and help each other, um, not necessarily depending on a class or a particular workshop. So, um, in your opinion, Brigitte, what are what are some really good ways for advanced students to help the beginner students in our communities? Yeah, very good question, and I think there is. Again, this kind of mindset, which is very important, mm -hmm. that we never forget <laughs> that we were beginners as well, and that you keep a kind of open mind on that, and maybe even give yourself some rituals, you know, to really say like, okay, I'm going to dance, and I dance with this and this and that, and I want my fix, and I have my people where I dance with, but mm -hmm. really uh, be open to dance uh, with beginners as well. I think mm -hmm. it's very, very important that, mm -hmm. that we keep on doing that. And I think especially if you are whatever persona where people know, oh, this is a person who is a teacher or uh, so on and so forth, that we really dance with each other. So there is a lot of one-in-one -one projects now or uh, peer learning and all that or mm -hmm. practicas. But I think it's really important that we keep on dancing with each other. Yes. Rather than saying, okay, you are a beginner and I dance with you. See you when you are advanced. It doesn't work. <laughs> right. Right. It doesn't work. So yeah, you're, uh, another thing that you do that's uh, appreciated by so many students everywhere are your tango retreats. And, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I also it goes together maybe with the idea that with one of the questions you asked earlier, like mm -hmm. how we how I see a kind of uh, change through the years, mm -hmm. uh, what happens with tango. So there was a and this is, of course, totally my view, my lens. So there was a time of festivals. And there, I remember times there was no festival. So then the festival started, you know, mm -hmm. wow, we can have tango festivals. Mm -hmm. I remember those Denver festivals were one of the first festivals. Uh, and of course, then uh, Portland came up. But mm -hmm. I got a phone call from Moscow. They said, like, oh, there are tango festivals. We don't have things like that. Can we do that? 
can can you come and can you teach us how to do festivals? I said, no, I can't come teach you festivals, mm -hmm. but I can come and bring the organizer from the Denver festivals and he might help you the way how he does. I like it because he invites communities to come. Mm -hmm. So if you are a teacher in the community, you come. You, so there were festivals, you know. Mm -hmm. And so we went to, to together to, to Moscow and one of the very, very, or the very, very first festival there, mm -hmm. I have to say, started there with Alexander Vetvizkov. Mm -hmm. And I went many times there with Tomas Haulin, which was mm -hmm. a partner, and also with Kaciu Dante, who just recently passed. We went together mm -hmm. to Moscow, one of the most memorable things I remember. So festival times, you know, there were festival times. Mm -hmm. And then... Um, of course, uh, there come the tango holidays or, or vacation, but they were also uh, not the way how they are now. You can go with each and everywhere. Mm -hmm. So that was also kind of a new concept, but really a little bit more the vacation. But then, of course, uh, marathons. It was also there was in yes. the beginning, there was no marathons. Then encuentros, which is, of course, a different thing than the right. marathon, the encuentros, mm -hmm. so on and so forth. So all that kind of, uh, and I think around this time as well, the thing with the retreats would start. So for me, the retreat means like this. For me, it's very important mm -hmm. that a retreat has a, a, a very specific environment. Environment matters. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't that's just a given. And then you can see, okay, which environment is it that I want? Which environment would I choose? So for me, it's nature. Mm -hmm. I and and we and I also do some things in in cities, of course, also like intensives in cities that where I'll invite people to come to Berlin. Mm -hmm. But the retreats, that's a setting in beautiful nature. Mm -hmm. So I would really like that, like I do it in Hawaii, yes. on the beautiful island of Maui. Mm -hmm. We had a retreat in uh, Ojai, California, mm -hmm. or um, now since quite a while it's Tuscany. Mm -hmm. So it's really in beautiful setting. Together with the setting, then, of course, it's the space itself, the space where you dance. Mm -hmm. For example, in Tuscany and in Italy, you always find all over tiles because, I don't know, because they dance on tiles. It's just mm -hmm. a given. <laughs> so to find a really nice wooden floor or whatever, which I think is important, as I also want to start on the floor with body work mm -hmm. in the mornings. We are always on the floor. So it needs to be a really nice, invitive floor to, mm -hmm. to, to, go, to go there. So... The retreats are now you can find more retreats than before i would say i think it's or also events like where it's i don't know like for example do you know totally in tango do you know what i mean with that the totally. organization totally in tango it starts here in europe and i'm sure that uh, something like that is where or at least that's how I would like to see mm -hmm. it, as, and I believe in it, that where tango goes to. So it's not really a marathon or an encuentro in that way. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a little bit more the encuentro thing. Well, totally in tango just means it's these are uh, events organized mm -hmm. uh, by a very smart uh, organizer who works that very professionally. And it's uh, an event where uh, you are invited uh, for both role dancers. Mm. That's the big thing. Other than that, you dance and hopefully, and that's the next question, There is uh, that's connected with traditional music. In mm -hmm. my case, it is. <laughs> okay. So, And this is another thing. It's not just retreats. So people come mm -hmm. because they like to dance with each other. Mm -hmm. And yeah, there is another specific thing that in the encuentro might be like, oh, we like the close embrace and we follow up those rituals. Mm -hmm. Or in these other, uh, in these other uh, events right now, it's, or we like to follow up the idea that everyone leads and follows. Mm. And so we therefore we go to those events and we want to dance with that. Mm -hmm. 
So that's also in the tradition that I like to see me because to see myself because the retreats I'm conducting, mm -hmm. first of all, were all for women only. Mm -hmm. And that was also only the given time, not that I think that women are the better people. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that, that women were really, uh, the women were the ones who said like, yeah, we want to, we want to lead. Mm -hmm. Yes, we understand that there is one thing that is the need that, not enough men were leading or not mm -hmm. enough good people, blah, blah, blah. But I don't want to see it just like out because of that. Mm -hmm. I want to lead because I have the choice. Right. That's my idea. I have the choice to lead and follow. Mm -hmm. And I do believe that everyone leads and follows anyway. Right. So those retreats were created for women who mm -hmm. lead and follow and simply are both leader and followers. Together with the idea that uh, we are in a setting mm -hmm. that allows us to... Uh, be open and present in a very at a very and at ease, mm -hmm. not in a kind of competitive competitive way of can I do that or can't I do that and are you better than I? so mm. that all helps mm -hmm. when we are together in a kind of beautiful nature, mm -hmm. good food sitting together and eating yes. together very important <laughs> mm -hmm. sharing that together mm -hmm. and also in the evenings I mean we dance we chat we open a bar like all that. So um, those are the retreats. It's the whole package. Mm -hmm. so there, are, there are many retreats in one retreat. You can name it like this, you know. Mm -hmm. The retreat you do for yourself, the retreat you have with Tango, the retreat you have with the nature. Mm -hmm. And the big part in my case is the body work, which comes from my work of, mm -hmm. with authentic uh, movement and body-mind centering. Mm -hmm. These are the base, uh, my base, my other basics, my other trainings. Mm -hmm. And uh, I like to integrate that with tango. And I think it's very beautiful when you have a whole week to yes. do so. Mm -hmm. So you can do the body work and you can also take time to integrate it into tango mm -hmm. rather than doing that yoga class on, in the morning and a tango class in the evening and still be in your patterns. Mm -hmm. But I'm very much in, uh, interested in how to integrate. Mm -hmm. And so there will be, even in the morning class, immediately uh, a tango integration where the principles you had done in the morning body class, mm -hmm. for example, working with the fascia and how everything is connected to find that into your tango connection, very specific with very specific practices. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. therefore the retreats. And now we are finally in a time that the retreats can be not only women mm -hmm. so that we open into whoever would like to dance with us or to move with us in this way. And mm -hmm. I just come back from Swiss where we had a retreat in these kind of categories, but uh, with open gender. Mm -hmm. And in Sweden, I do that uh, in the third year as well. Mm -hmm. These are big retreats. Big means if it's longer than a weekend. So those are usually seven to 10 ah, days wow. retreats. Okay. Yeah. And then like in Sweden, we had 40 people. Mm -hmm. And out of the 40 people, six men, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But anyway, it's a beginning. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah, because when you you really get to know each other, then you you yeah. bond, and it's a really supportive supportive yeah. atmosphere, which is important yeah. for tango. Yeah. yeah, yes, for everything, yeah. for learning itself, and also mm -hmm. like, you know. Yeah. So with the retreats, and maybe actually with with all of your years of of working with students uh, and working with different kinds of people, we get a. What have you learned from your own students? Everything <laughs> was actually the same thing when you said, like, what do I remember from my teachers? I said, like, wow, the most I learned is from my students. Yeah. You learn all the time. I mean, it's really like that. If you teach, you learn the most. 
Mm-hmm. You are the you are the one who learns the most. Absolutely. So in, in each of those situations, it 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 is like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think what I also always treasure is when it happens that they do these so-called mistakes that things will not work out the way mm-hmm. how they are planned. Mm-hmm. It's such a beautiful learning tool. Yes. It's such a beautiful thing as well. So, ah, let's see how can we do this again. And didn't we have this little swing there which wasn't meant to be, but now that gives us elasticity and da 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 da. So. A lot of these things, uh, I'm always looking forward, and I'm um, sometimes really just waiting to when it, when does it when does it happen, and what can we learn from it? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. from our mistakes, from my from my students' mistakes, also I think the mind thing as well as we said, like all this kind of not believing in yourself or mm-hmm. giving up. That when I see that, and then when I see how happy we are and how great it is to overcome that, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, that's something I, I learn a lot from 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 the, from witnessing uh, people when that happens to them, and that gives me myself also like hope that I think like oh yeah, don't give up. There's still something in there, you know, which is really great and it's worthwhile to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's amazing to dance how there's always something new to learn, whether yeah, you're teaching exactly. or learning. Yeah. So so even though you've you've had so much experience, Brigitte, what is there something new about tango that you learned or perhaps rediscovered uh, in the, within the last few months or years? I, I, it needs to be like that. And I don't know if the word new is the okay. right thing, mm-hmm. but I know what you mean with it. So it's, I think what it really means is uh, to stay present mm-hmm. or to be present. Okay. And that's timeless. Mm-hmm. So it's a constant and it's something I really uh, like to cultivate mm-hmm. and I would love to live my life, not so much into the if, coulds, shoulds, or would I have done, will I be, but in the now. Mm-hmm. And tango is more and more I discover that this is for me a vehicle where that's happening. Otherwise, it's not happening for me. So it's a totally reminder for me mm-hmm. to do that. While sometimes in other ways of my life, I might be again, ah, oh, uh, I could have, I should, like all that. Yeah. So more and more, I'm so excited that tango, for me, is that metaphor for being present and being real mm-hmm. and being out. I mean, tango has a lot of, oh, I should look good. Uh, you should have a, a line. You, This is supposed to look like that. And people look at you and want that. Mm-hmm. So there, there is a lot of cliche in tango, right? Yes. But if you stay in a way that it's authentic for yourself or present mm-hmm. for yourself, it might not always be exactly that what they want from you. Mm-hmm. But again, this is what I see in tango, and I'm very excited about that, mm-hmm. that I focus on that. Yeah, yeah, being present. That's yeah. simple, but it's so important. It's very know? difficult. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult. Yeah, I can't, I can't tell you how many times I've looked back you know, during my tango journey when I wasn't in that mindset, but I'm thinking, oh, you know, I really should have enjoyed that time more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Or whatever it is, sometimes you also need to be sad with that time or, or mm-hmm. it's just, just allow what is and be with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Brigitte, this has been a lot of fun. Um, so where do we find out more about you online? That's difficult. (laughs) That's difficult. I'm very excited about my work and I love to do that work. Uh, Even about even that long time, I think it's important to stay curious. And again, Mm -hmm. as you said, 
not not exactly new, but mm-hmm. to be at awe what it is and yeah. uh, to to be um, also really grateful that I still can work with it. So I go now into I should do and I would do <laughs> more uh, with a really decent website and everything. So this is my uh, this is my weak side. You you don't find out a lot. Mm-hmm. The most thing you find out about me is exactly what we do right now, that uh, we contact each other. And it took a while that we would find together, right? Yeah. But here we are. Mm-hmm. But of course, uh, there is a website and there is also um, a Tango Mujer mm-hmm. uh, event site, which I also post whatever I do under the label of Tango Mujer. Okay. And um, pretty much on uh, Facebook as well. So on Facebook, I live my Tango persona as well. Nice. Nice. Okay. <laughs> we'll have links to your website and to the Tango Mujer events so people can look you up and hope you. hopefully get in touch. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, wow. Thank you again so much for taking the time, Brigitte. I know you have a very hope, busy few I weeks. hope that I see you at the dance floor. Yeah. I, likewise. Likewise. I'm yeah. sure our yeah. paths will, will cross again. Yeah. Yeah. Billy would love to see you and, and, and meet you in person. Again. Yeah, absolutely. We got to got to have a tando together at least once good good yeah cheers okay that was fun i really enjoyed hearing about brigitte's experience in berlin when the wall came down at the end of the cold war wow what a story so brigitte had a lot of really interesting things to say and what stuck out to me was her big picture view of tango that when it comes to learning tango it's not just a dance we do with our bodies it involves our minds our past experiences, and knowledge we've gained from other skills. As she said, it all comes together. I also like her way of really getting to know her students, not just about their dance history, but who they are as people. And I really appreciate how she moves away from negative mindsets. Very often she comes across students who say, this is wrong with me or that is wrong with me, please fix it. But with tango, it doesn't work that way. We can't just get the answer. Very often we have the physical ability to do whatever dance move we want to do. The teacher is there to help guide our mindset, to help us figure out how to properly use the tools we already have. So thank you again, Brigitte, for sharing your thoughts, your insights, and for your time. And of course, thanks to all you listeners out there for tuning in. If you're enjoying the show, as always, please take a quick moment to subscribe and please leave a five-star rating and review if you haven't already. That helps out a lot. If you'd like to get in touch with me for any reason, feel free to send an email to wisconsintango at gmail.com. Once again, that's wisconsintango, all one word, at gmail.com. Looking forward to hearing from you. Okay, that's it for today. You've been listening to Joe's Tango Podcast. I'm Joe Yang, and I'll talk to you again soon.